Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. All right, everybody, we want to take a second to talk to you about an amazing sponsor. We have an amazing relationship with RayAllen.com. Ray Allen is a one-stop shop for everything dog, not just working dogs. Everything dog that you need, you can go down there, check them out, RayAllen.com. Awesome people. They got everything you need. Another one of our favorite partnerships is with a dog trip. They've been with us from the start. Uh, great collars, great ball poppers, great GPS tracking, big dog, small dog, bark collars, everything. I got everything like that they have at the kennel. We use it every day. Be sure to head them up, dogtra.com. Listen for the discount code later in the episode. Hits 2023 is being held in Scottsdale, Arizona. I hear they have a, at the hotel, they have like this super high-end shopping outside. And I think you can go surfing in the desert, which I'm super looking forward to. Anyway, Scottsdale, Arizona. August 15th to the 18th. So hurry up and register now to save a spot and make sure you get a room. Take the guesswork out of making sure you're feeding your working dog correctly by using Kinetic Dog Food. Hit them up at kineticdogfood.com and look them up on the Instagrams at Kinetic Dog Food. Take all the guesswork out and do it right from the beginning. We love Horizon Structures. Dude, this stuff is so awesome, man. You can get online. You can talk to them. You could build it. You want from mild to wild they'll come bring it to your place set it down on your pad hook up your power hook up your water and you can put dogs in it that day if you don't believe me check out some guys like uh, justin rigney's got a great setup there ask him check him out horizonstructures.com all right everybody we are back broadcasting the bite working dog radio coming at you with another great episode um i am eric stambro from my pet facility this is the one suite of my pet facility the front of the house i like to call it uh, the owner suite um, with me as always from Tulsa, Oklahoma is Ted Summers. Ted, what is going on there? Uh, it's not as hot. Last time we did an interview, it was like 175 degrees outside. I thought I was going to fucking die. I like I was late getting on. It was rough. Uh, so it's cooled down a little bit. I saw this handler school going on for another two weeks. Um, and then they're gone. Uh, they're rocking and rolling, but yeah, 10 dual purpose dogs in a class. It's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then I have another one starting September, mid-September through uh, end of October. So fun. So no rest for the Rick. Then I guess we're getting ready to leave here to go to hits. Yep. Next uh, week. But yeah, by the time this airs, we'll already have been there and uh, and been back. And then after that, I'm decoying a PSA trial in Gilroy, California. And then the following Monday, I'll be in San Jose with Santa Clara County uh, with HRD doing that so uh it's gonna be a fun 10 days uh what about you um pets and doing some working dog stuff i had a group of guys uh at my facility today a whole big group of um transit cops that have a uh, single purpose explosive dogs and then a couple one of their dual purpose dogs and another dual purpose dog and um just working, you know, having fun, doing the using the fun house. Uh, uh, my buddy Travis came down to decoy. He goes, he's a uh, student of Sean Edwards, the uh, Deadpool decoy. And Travis mm -hmm. is good. He's a real good dude, man. He comes down and helps out. And so I had him doing just, you know, grip work with the guys. Because as you know, a lot of guys go and they don't really understand the pushing behavior that we're looking for. They don't understand the timing on their mark. They don't understand timing on their praise. And that's cool. I get it. You know, praise your dog, praise your dog. No, sh 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 shut up. You're praising at the wrong time. So, you know, we get to, we get to work with that and kind of enlighten them a little bit. And then I set up a, a scenario for them, just a quick little scenario. But in the one room I have at the fun house, I have a, um, 
fog machine and a strobe light and we did it with I light on that. we did it with a light off dude first of all that the video i put up the way the phone does with it it'll give you a seizure um but it, i had that fucking room so full of smoke dude that travis came out he's like i need some air dude like he was in bad shape from sucking all that that fog in there from the fog juice and he ended up like gagging over the garbage can it was great he goes i didn't puke I oh, go, yeah. I, duly noted but I did try to kill him, so he was pretty excited. And then we did my piano. You know, I like the piano bite. So excellent, yeah. We uh, we had one of those in uh, Florida where I I call it Sweaty Harrelson Snoop Dogg's house, and it was it was dark and just like that. And my decoys were like coming out hacking, and I'm like, yeah, you you're probably gonna see a commercial in the future have you ever trained with hrd we can get you some money so <laughs> yeah so what do we got smart. going on tonight buddy well tonight we have a repeat guest uh with our buddy from out in california uh primal canine and several other projects that we're going to talk about but uh tonight we have mike jones again mike how are you man i'm good brother uh, i'm definitely gonna bribe you when you get down here to uh stop by the <laughs> facility though that's for sure because i'm in gilroy um, everything's doing pretty good. You know, businesses, we're launching the day training spot uh, that we have. We have the giant facility uh, in Gilroy. Both of them are over there. Um, I mean, man, we got, we got a lot of things going on, uh, especially with the uh, Canine Street League and, you know, everything else that we got going on here. So, lot, so lot, lots of real stuff. quick, <laughs> Ted, I do day training also at my facility. Ted, I can't remember if you started doing it or not. No. You know, no, he doesn't do it. So the way I do day training, it's basic. I call it summer camp for dogs. Drop off, pick up every day for about two weeks. In the beginning, I was doing it um, basically like a board and train, still e-collar, off-leash, all that, like hammer. It only, being, it only ends up being 10 days versus 14 days. And it's put a lot of pressure on my my in-house trainers because i expected the same results i wanted all the off-leash stuff and everything like that and um we just recently changed that and we lowered the price and we went to everything on leash um because it's 10 days versus 14 and um nobody's really signing up what how are you going to do it there so actually i would say like eight years ago i started something called fit pet daycare where we just did uh exercising the dogs treadmills walking doing all, all this stuff. Uh, and you know, what that was like, you know, it's kind of like a lower rate, but we just promised like at that point in time, like, okay, like you come in. So we, we kind of have the clientele that we've built, uh, over here. <clears throat> and, you know, right now we've had a wait, we basically have had like a wait list for it. Um, just cause of, you know, kind of the name we have in our area. And right now what we're going to do, it's like, okay, drop off is between seven and eight pickup is between five and seven. And then, you know, that's it. And then during the daytime, because that's very, it gives me very limited availability. I think we can only have like 15 dogs uh, there. And, you know, everyone's pretty much ready to go because it's going to be like we have a slot mill. We have, you know, our dog pacers and all that other stuff. Uh, and then, you know, we have training. So, like that. so we'll have like videos that people are going to be able to watch like their dog training and everything too while they're there. So it's like a bunch of stuff that we have structured. It's just been a minute. I've, I've having essentially just had to be able to staff it. Uh, just with like everything going crazy over here. So, I mean, it, but I'm looking forward to it. It's been a long time coming. It's one of the, uh, the it's one of our smaller facilities, uh, but it's all cool. Like everything's going to be fun over there. And it's right off the freeway, right by the Gilroy outlets. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we do a day boarding. We used to do daycare. I got rid of it. We do a day boarding, and part of day boarding is, A, they get to play in some small groups, but we'll do treadmill. We'll do walks. This my, Our day training is basically for brand-new green, you know, I shouldn't say green dogs, untrained pet dogs. Yeah. gives them a little cheaper option, but it's all on leash. Um, a lot of people do that, and I don't know. It hasn't, it hasn't really changed, took off since we changed it because um, I was like – that the day training that we used to do from start to finish, where I expected off leash recall, all the all the stuff like that, off leash reliability, everything like that, was so rep heavy, and was yeah. really cracking the whip on the on the trainers. And they're like, hey, "You got to give us a break here, okay?" And uh, so we changed it up. It'll help. It'll it'll yeah. do something at some point, but. We, we gauge it over here. I mean, like we deal with the, you know, primal cannons essentially known for like behavioral cases, you know, dealing with heavy behavioral. So we're, we're very realistic when it comes to like, you know, what people can expect out of it. You know, they get their homework sheet at the end of the day. They see kind of like mm -hmm. the video and the Google drive of what their dog is doing. And, you know, they see what, like all the stuff that's happening in there. So, you know, it's, we try to be like, okay, like we want your dog to be off leash, but can your dog be off leash? <laughs> like yeah, that type your of dog cannot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or should That's be, good. I like know? to give. We have a lot of guys that are trying to get in. Guys and girls are getting into the pet stuff, and I kind of give them. I like to give them options, things to think about. Like our friend Rich, who has uh, the podcast Working Dog Depot with uh, yeah. with Howard. Howard. He he only does day training. That's it, and he's doing fifty dogs at a time. Like. It's not, it's Matt, but he has set it up in that, that Louisville region. He's got a name, you know, and he's got it set up and that's what people do. And they expect it. He doesn't offer them off leash. Everything is on leash, but, um, you know, working toward now he'll, he'll do some extra with e-collar. Like you can come back, you know, and do, do some of that stuff, but, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that. But, uh, so let's real quick follow up on the last time we were here, we were talking about Canine Street League. Tell everybody what that's about and how it's been going. So Street League has essentially took off a little bit more than I was anticipating. Um, you know, I kind of made it to where I, I wanted to be like a hybrid sport to where you could train in PSA, you can train in Mondi, you can train any suit sports really, and then be able to compete in Street League. And then if you placed in the top, you know, top three, you would win money. You know, the, the top finisher makes $2,000. Second is $1,000. Um, third is 500 bucks. All my decoys get paid uh, $500 a day, plus get a flown in and hotel uh, where, wherever we're at. And then I take everyone out to dinner and take care of everybody. Um, I'll do like, we do pro camps where they come in. We go through with myself, Oscar Mora, Rich Aquina. Uh, we go through the scenarios, all the pros stick together. Uh, and we just kind of run through everything. So everything's refreshed and we do that before every trial. Um, what we're doing right now is we're gearing up to start our, cause I, I kind of did like a test in the first two years just to see like what the traction was going to be like with it. And it, it essentially took off. I mean, we did a lot of, you know, the last trial we had like 1500 people there in LA. What? Yeah. Like the last one was like 1500 people in LA both days. Holy uh, shit. And like KD, uh, you know, our, our old mutual friend, uh, KD Matthews, he always says he's like, they're not trials, they're events. So like, you know, like that's <laughs> kind of the idea of it. You know, like we have commentators, you know, Bob Owens, KD Matthews. Uh, we're adding another one in here pretty soon. It's live streamed on Instagram and then produced uh, and goes to YouTube the same day. Uh, so if anyone wants to check that out, 
uh, we, you know, we were trying to build this big community with it. Uh, and, you know, like the cool thing about with Street League is, you know, since like, you know, I'm a grown ass man from the streets. Uh, <laughs> so we're donating to the streets. So every single regional trial we're going to do, we're going to be donating to Trouble Youth uh, Foundations uh, in, you know, Texas, Florida, uh, here, you know, the main hubs. Uh, but, you know, Street League itself is uh, grown exponentially. Uh, more than I thought it was going to do in the time that we've had it. But so now we have, uh, we're ending up in New York this year for one of the bigger ones with uh, Tom Davis uh, from Upstate mm-hmm. Canine. So we'll mm-hmm. be doing, a, we'll be heading over there for that one in Upstate New York, bringing it to the, to the East coast. But right now what we've been doing is we've been doing these things called bites and barbecue. Cause you know, again, you know, street league is about building the community. Uh, mm-hmm. And what we're doing is we do like these intro to street league uh, events or not events, but like, you know, kind of, essentially parties uh where we do like we barbecue you know we go through the intro to all the el stuff the one stuff you know introduce people to it and we barbecue and kind of build it build that community so yeah street league has been a street league has been fun (laughs) that's awesome now when katie does the uh when he's one of the announcers he doesn't have a big fucking dip in does he like (laughs) I think sometimes. I think sometimes. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm I'm sure he does. <laughs> he gets on his Instagram. You know, listen, Katie. I know you're gonna listen to this. I love you. You know this. I get on his Instagram live. He's got the biggest shawl, and I have to shut it off. I can't watch it. I'm like, I, I don't want to see you going like that with your lip and all that shit. And I'm like, no. you, can't you just give me a minute? Dude, it's 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 pretty cool to watch Katie and Bob work. Bob Owens from Lone Duck. Because mm-hmm. Kitty is, as you guys know, you know, love you, Kitty. Uh, very, very organized, very structured, very like he's a very technical person. Uh, so like to see him and Bob kind of, you know, work together because you know Bob's kind of like loose, like kind of like how like I am and everything like that. And see like Bob and him kind of balance each other out. It's always really cool, especially like after hours, like when we're done and everyone hits the bar and the restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the restaurant it's always pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Good Ted, I think you need to go to one of those with your fucking ALM hoodie that you wear as a suit and just go get <laughs> murdered for a, for a weekend. I sent it back to fucking Arnaud last week to put new sleeves on it for like the fourth time. <laughs> that thing's like wearing a tinfoil. You definitely what? have to be very precise. Like, <laughs> and then he makes here. his new guys wear his suit. And then, I'm no, telling I you, let him, I have another one. I have a couple I'm like, you, you're just a long sleeve t-shirt here. Put this on. The, the whoopee? Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what so, everybody calls it, my whoopee. Real quick, I know you, uh, uh, before we go to first commercial, you do a lot of stuff with Ray Allen. What, uh, tell everybody some of the things you've invented and that, that you've partnered up with Ray Allen with. Because I, I don't, some people know that you did, and some people are like, who came up with this shit? So I did the, the semi-com suit, actually, we started out with the incog, which is the incog pocket pouch, the hoodie pouch, um, the sweater training vest. We have the t-shirt incog. Uh, and then I did the basically R&D with the, Ted, you'll love this suit, uh, the original semi-com suit. So the original semi-com suit that no one got uh, that they have right on is like paper thin. I went to New York and I did this seminar with a bunch of like, like, I mean, a bunch of like hitters, like PSA hitters. And in that, in that time frame, when I was there for two days doing the seminar, uh, the suit got ripped open on the bicep. And that's when I thank God I had the prototype for the primal canine gauntlet to where like, I was just getting, I was just getting eaten alive in there. 
uh, so I did did the suit, uh, the Primal Canine Gauntlets. Uh, shoot, I think that's yeah. That's, I mean, that's quite quite a bit of stuff we've done with them, and then you know introduced it more and more and more. Or we're we're working on more and more things with those guys. I'm pretty tight with Matt. Uh, you know, Matt Wilson's one of my best friends. Mm. So you know, also I need you guys to, at hits. Hopefully, this comes out after or be maybe before. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I already talked to I already talked to Mike Ritland. Sack tap Mike or tap tap Matt for me. Oh yeah, that's the game. Like <laughs> Gary from Worthless Handler and Sergeant Stellan are also yes. It's that's the game. Matt walks around like he's living in a fraternity house when he's at hits. Like mm-hmm. believe me, <laughs> no, you got He deserves him, so. it every time though. No, no. So we at we one are, we're... rocking oh, and rolling. So sounds like it, man. Yeah, Coming no. We, some so good we, stuff. We do a lot of stuff with them, you know, and um, we also, they also sponsor Canada Street League. They're the, the main sponsor of Canada Street League. You know, they take care of us and, you know, we do a bunch of, if you look at their website, we have like our own page on there. So it's really cool to see it all develop and just, it all started from a DM. So it's always yeah, that's pretty, crazy. Always pretty funny. Sounds like a lot of marriages too, like that. Yeah. Started from a DM. <laughs> so at one point, Ted's suit, suit was so bad, you'd stick your, your arm through it. You got to watch you get your fingers caught in the holes and you couldn't get your, it w- no, if you've ever worn a t-shirt over a hidden mm-hmm. sleeve and after like three dogs, you see what that, that's what his suit looked like. Yeah. That's, that's close. That's how yeah. it's, it's that thin. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's a thin one. And, and he just sends it back to Arno at ALM. He just keeps putting sleeves on it, new sleeves. Yeah. And he's putting the, new, the, the middle part works, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't take You're body good. bites anyway. No fucking bullshit. No, no body. Bites. We did. Yeah, fuck all that. So the, uh, <laughs> The first uh, version of the semi-comp suit from Ray Allen had no chest padding, like nothing at oh. all. It was just French linen. And if you notice, like if any of you guys seen it, um, I know, uh, Eric, you've worked with like canine ski. Mm-hmm. Like you have, it, his suit, so you can see how like there's a chest padding. So yeah. I was uh, in Colorado and I was wearing this suit after they put like special fabric on my arm because the arm got completely destroyed and I had to rebuild it. And then they, I was like working this dog that named Nexus. And then the dog's like, he's like, oh, target's perfect. You know, he's a PSA one dog. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, cool. This should be easy money. Nope. Dog got me straight <laughs> in the nipple. Now I have a half a left nipple. So- <laughs> oh, no. I've never seen him do that before. Right. And yeah. Exact words. And yeah. Man, I'm really sorry about that. Yeah. No, I'm good. Oddly enough, Ted <laughs> has half a left nipple, but it was from a mosh pit like in 86. Oh. True story. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyways, we're gonna go ahead and take a first commercial break because we've got a lot of pretty awesome and heavy stuff to get into with Mike. The reason why we have him on today. So stick around, uh, listen to the commercials if you don't mind. If you skip them over, skip over them. Check the show notes. There's discount codes and everything in there. Um, we got some new sponsors coming on here pretty quick. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good year. So uh, stick around, and we'll be right back. All right, one of the largest conferences in the country, uh, HITS Canine Training Conference. It's America's premier canine training seminar, packed to the brim with the world's best instructors, and me and Eric, all covering important topics. There is no better place to learn and no better place to network with other handlers, breeders, trainers, and vendors. HITS 2023 is being held in Scottsdale, Arizona. I hear they have a, at the hotel, they have like this super high-end shopping outside, and I think you can go surfing in the desert, which I'm super looking forward to. Anyway, Scottsdale, Arizona, August 15th to the 18th. So hurry up and register now to save a spot and make sure you get a room. We'll see everybody there. Largest law enforcement training conference in the world. Tons of training classes, 
lots of training topics for everybody and everything hours included and more network opportunities. Be sure to hit up Jeff Barrett at 863-529-5113. Hits K9, letter K number nine dot net and at hits underscore K9 and all of your socials. One of the best relationships we have in this podcast and in this industry is with the great people down at Kinetic Dog Food. The story of Kinetic uh, Performance Dog Food is pretty simple. They wanted to make a better premium dog food for the dogs that need it the most. Their goal is to give every working and sporting dog a higher energy level, better performance, and better overall health through superior nutrition. So they formulated a line of food based on what they consider to be the optimal profile of a performing of performance dog. They've done tons of research on this. This isn't their first rodeo. These guys know what they're doing. If you're a kennel, they will come to your kennel. They will see the problems that you have. They will check out what works for the dogs that you have. Um, they're amazing people to work with. They drop ship a pallet right to you if you want. Um, I know a lot of guys that use them. There's a bunch of different formulas on there. And uh, 32K might not be for your dogs. Maybe the 26K works. They can adjust it. They'll give you the right ideas what to do in different parts of the year. Winter's different than summer. It's uh, it's really a well-run, good dog food um, company, kineticdogfood.com. Be sure to check them out on social media too, man. They're, they're amazing folks, kineticdogfood.com. So my entire time that I was a handler or a trainer in law enforcement, the cars at my department in the departments that I trained all had American aluminum accessory kennels in the cars, different cars, man, Dodge chargers, all Ford models, some Chevys, uh, SUVs, cars, everything. We loved American aluminum accessories. Um, it's a great product, a great company. They've been serving uh canine law enforcement community for over 20 years, you check out their uh, website, EZ, that's the letter Z, EZRiderOnline.com. They got testimonials. They got videos on how to. They got a list of everything they have. Uh, just today, we made a post on the Working Dog Radio social media showing a dog that survived a really bad crash because of the American aluminum kennel in the back of the car. Check them out online, guys, EZRiderOnline.com. Just let them do their thing, man. Whatever car you got for your work, your patrol car, Get a hold of them, American Aluminum Accessories, and get the best in the business. Next up comes uh, training courses online from our friends down at Highland Canine Training, Jason and Aaron Ferguson. So in the post-Rona world, uh, training budgets have been getting cut. People aren't going to be able to travel, whether it be instructors or they be canine handlers and supervisors going somewhere else for training. So Highland has announced a lot of online training courses. One of those that sticks out to me is their police supervisor canine course. And it's no secret that one of the problems with canine tends to be some of the supervision issues. This course is specifically designed for administrators and covers utilization as well as liability and FL FLSA issues. The course can be taken at your convenience and you'll receive a certificate of completion at the end. When you go to tactical police canine training, that's letter K number nine training.com and use the discount code WDR30, you'll get 30% off of that course. All right, we are back. Working Dog Radio broadcasting the bite, uh, the middle segment with our friend from Primal Canine, Canine Street League, uh, Mike Jones. Uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, just catching up, stuff that's going on, what's going on with Street League, whatever else. So um, you have another project going that's kind of interesting. Um, it's actually really interesting, but and something that I didn't even, I mean, 
I guess you kind of hear about ancillary pieces of this, like here and there in the news, but you don't, I think just like anything like this, you don't realize the complexity and the amount of stuff that's actually going on. So talk a little bit about like what's going on and what you've got going on, what's going on now. So I'll talk about the, the cause first before we go into like the actual workshop itself. Uh, so I was introduced to this by Billy of Miami tattoo company uh, and a more, um, they brought this to my attention because with street league, what we're doing in every regional trial is we're doing, we're doing into the trouble youth. And then they brought up uh, the human trafficking aspect of it. Uh, it's been, it's, it's pretty huge. Uh, and it's actually, you know, I, I would Google your state to see how bad it is from, you know, it's one, two, and three is California, Texas, and Florida. And it just so happens. Those are the main hubs where I have street league at. Uh, so what we're doing is we're doing this thing called the fight. Uh, where we're donating to these uh, safe houses, specifically Glory House, uh, Glory House Miami, where we're donating money and we're also donating dogs uh, to each house and to survivors of human and sex trafficking, uh, which is it's you know it's it's a very it's it's big it's a, you know second to drugs I mean like it's the biggest you know criminal thing out there <clears throat> that's going on and you know a lot of it is you know a lot of young ladies a lot of uh, children. Uh, they're getting involved in this. So like our goal is to, you know, bring exposure to it and be able to donate and help out and, you know, protect these people and, you know, give them, you know, especially the survivors, you know, the more, more people know, the more aware they can get, the better, you know, defended they can be. Um, but, you know, with the survivors themselves, you know, they can get that kind of peace of mind of having a dog, uh, having a, a, a support system that we're doing with the fight so they can feel more comfortable with everything. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal. So, you know, originally, when we first started doing this, uh, the goal was to do this seminar to where we can teach people how to defend themselves with their dogs using the expertise that I have. And uh, my you know, longtime friend and coach, Leopoldo Sorrell from Sorrell Academy, uh, use them to help teach people how to defend themselves technically. As you guys know, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they put the dog on, but they don't really know what the hell they're doing. You know, like they're like, mm -hmm. how can right. we safely apprehend? How can we safely defend ourselves? You know, and like one of the things that I always tell people at times, like, look at like, you know, with stuff you guys do with like HRD, look at the island, right? Like, you're trying to get up. Like a lot of guys don't know how to get up. A lot of guys don't know how to like, you keep the dog safe, do all those things. So I'm using my you know, 16, 17 years of jujitsu and mixed martial arts and boxing. And then using Leopoldo uh, and his like, I don't even know if Leopoldo's up. He's like 30, 30 years of jujitsu to help train people. We have like, I have him, I have a, another guy named Lucas, uh, another guy named Carlos, who's an MMA fighter, um, Jackie Vasquez, who is one of my old students in uh, like MMA, and then she's a jiu-jitsu black belt. I have Faraz, uh, who's a Krav Maga jiu-jitsu brown belt uh, coming down, and we're going to basically teach people how to do, you know, to work with their dogs and defend themselves as well. And then uh, all the proceeds are going to go to Glory House Miami. And then we're getting a dog. We're actually purchasing our unit. Our Ireland working canine is donating a dog uh, to us to where my primal canine Florida trainer, Chris Corley, is going to train the dog and then donate it to a survivor that we've already picked out. And we've had uh, some discussions with a uh, you know, 19-year-old girl who's been in it since she was 13. Uh, and, you know, she's very happy, you know, getting you know, getting the dog to be able to protect her. So with all that stuff working out, we're trying to do more and more. 
uh, and we're just, you know, it's a big, it's a big project. It, it kind of escalated quickly. You know, I remember when I reached out to Eric, cause like, man, I got to get, <laughs> put this out there a little more <laughs> so we can kind of draw more attention to it. Just cause after I talked to Billy and Amora, um, from Miami tattoo company, it was just like hearing all the stuff that's happening and seeing like the statistics that are out there, you know, and just online, if you ever like look it up, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. It's pretty heavy. You know, that's a lot of things. And, you know, myself, you know, I have a, I have my wife and, you know, my daughter and, you know, that to me, like, you know, those are my, you know, those are, those are my people. So I freaking, you know, it makes, it makes, makes me want to dive more into it. And the more and more I get into it, the more and more, the deeper we get into it, the more I want to do. So that's kind of, you know, what we're at with it. And, you know, that's why we're on, on here right now, really. So we have that um, with the workshop, but we also have a, a raffle too. Uh, that's out there uh, where cog works uh, the gun training company they're involved mm -hmm. in it yeah uh, they'll be donating a $1,500 course uh, Miami tattoo company is donating a 1500 tattoo uh, myself and my, all my street lead decoys are donating $1,500 in training no matter where you're at uh, and then Omerta is making a shirt you know shout out to Omerta uh, making a shirt for us that all the proceeds will go to Glory House as well. Ray Allen's donating a kit, uh, handler kit for it. So we're just, you know, bringing more exposure and keep doing this over and over and again. And then Ireland is Ireland working canine every litter he does. Graham, he's going to be donating a dog to them as well. Man, so, you know, when I was at the police department, um, I had gotten into dogs, so I got out of like the investigations and stuff, but my buddies that were still there, we're starting to deal with uh, really having to deal with the human trafficking and the sex trafficking stuff. And it ended up being, I mean, way worse than we even knew to where, you know, end up being full-time unit for a couple of guys. And there's parts of Ohio or some of the worst in the country um, up in the Toledo area, which is up, you know, on the great Lake close to Detroit, that whole area in there. Cause they can snatch them out of Detroit and cross the state lines within I don't know. It's like 20 minutes. So now they're in another state. And then now that's logistical problems. I think throughout this whole thing, as you're going, you're going to, you're going to learn more and more and more about human trafficking and sex trafficking and stuff. Talk about some of the stuff that you've already learned about things that happen with these girls and, uh, and it's, it's organized crime is a lot of it. Oh, it's insane. Um, and a lot of people think that it's all like people like bringing, you know, from overseas or from like across the border, uh, where it's 95% of it is domestic and it's all children. So like what happens is like, you know, they either, you know, kids run away or whatever it may be, or like they abduct kids. Like this is like a big, big, big thing. If you ever Google like the statistics of it, like, you know, and the, this is the thing too, if you Google the statistics of it, the stuff that's reported is only based on, and I just learned this, that's only based on what people call into the hotline because there's a human trafficking hotline that you can call and like you can report mm -hmm. and people will save you, uh, you know, try to help you out. And, you know, basically what happens is like, that's the reported numbers, but there's so many more things that are going on with it. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's all a lot of it. I mean, it's like I said, you know, it's over 9% domestic and it's just people who are just getting abducted, put into, you know, essentially, you know, I hate to say it, but like, you know, sex yeah. work, and it's kids too with uh the podcast and with hrd and um 
and also a torchlight. Uh, I, Eric, Eric and I travel a lot. Both of us travel a lot. And I'm constantly in airports. And I see the signs and I hear the things over the intercom. It's like, if you suspect human trafficking, say something. And I, I have to be pretty honest. Like, you know, I'm usually pretty aware of what's going on around me, especially when I'm in public because I don't like people. Um, but I, uh, I wouldn't know what to look for. And it's interesting to me that people are using, I assume they're being trafficked through airports because they wouldn't put this shit in there if they weren't. But I mean, that's some heavy shit. I mean, that's the feds. Like that's not <laughs> like that's, that is all kinds of extra, extra charges and extra time doing it that way. And honestly, I wouldn't even know what to look for. So I mean, is, do you have any information on that? I mean, a lot of it is like if someone, let's say if there's like a child or, you know, a lady and, you know, someone's always like kind of like just not letting them talk, um, you know, watching for certain things or specific signs that, you know, that they look for, like, you know, putting their hands up uh, or just looking like kind of abused in that sense. Um, but, you know, it's it's really hard to tell because you I mean, obviously like I'm the type of person if I saw something like that, I'd rush up on somebody. But. I also will end up in jail because that that's just kind of how it goes and you can't do that because sometimes you know sometimes the dv case sometimes just as a subtle person but i mean the thing is more to be aware of it i mean i think about it this way too and like this is something i was going to bring up on here is that did you guys know that the, the super bowl the nba finals the world cup are the biggest human trafficking um sites in the world all the time i had read that as well as um as the Davos thing with all the fucking rich ass dudes in Switzerland or wherever they go and hide up and count their money like Scrooge McDuck. But yeah, those I'd heard those like four things were like the number one for like the sex human trafficking stuff. There's a bunch of human trafficking yeah. shit that happens in Africa that is has to do with witch doctors and has nothing to do with the sex trade. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'd heard I, I'd heard that. Now it's is like it all- sex? Is it bringing girls to the Super Bowl or snatching people out of the area? It's bringing girls. So basically what happens is that the domestic trade, essentially what it is, is that they'll essentially, you know, they kidnap these people or, you know, girls or whatever it may be. And, you know, kids as well, which is even more horrible. Uh, the, the survivor that we're actually getting this, uh, giving this dog to, got, when she was kidnapped at 13, um, you know, we, they bring them over to the Super Bowl and there's this, there was a page, I believe a more said it was like back, backpage.com or something like that. Um, and that was like where they start listing, you know, all these girls or whatever like that. And then people will, will contact, contact them. And then next, you know, they bring them into these events. Cause that's where all like the rich people come in and do all that stuff. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a whole lot of, uh, awareness and understanding of what not necessarily, you know, just aware of like what can happen and like where, where it can happen. And it is, a, it is a very real thing and it is a very dangerous thing um and it's expanding more and more too because more people turn a blind eye to it and you know that's why i'm you know kind of confronting the situation so um talk to us a little bit about uh what we mentioned it a couple of times um from the beginning of this uh section but what is glory house so glory house are safe houses and rehabilitation centers for women and children that have been um, abducted and put into human trafficking or sex trafficking. So they help rehabilitate, get them kind of into jobs, um, you know, you know, counseling. Uh, they basically keep them safe. Uh, the thing with Glory House as well is that it's like, 
they try to keep them safe as much as possible, but uh, especially in, uh, you know, in, we call it Florida, uh, there, there's the, the mob is very prevalent. The Russian mob is really prevalent over there. So they're constantly being threatened and everything with that stuff. I have a, uh, a really close friend here in Tulsa that runs a, a charity um, that deals with human trafficking in um, Central Africa. And it has to do with kidnapping kids for witch doctors and they cut them up and use them as like sacrifices and stuff. But um, his organization is one of the few that focuses on direct action to actually rescue these people because law enforcement and military aren't going to do it. And then there's prevention. There's tons of 501s that deal with prevention. And then there's tons of private ones that deal with aftercare or survivors, which it sounds like this is what Glory House is, right? So from what I understand, I kind of Googled it real quick while you were talking, and it looks like they have like a whole network of these things across yeah. the country. Okay. Yeah. So there's multiple foundations um, throughout the country. Glory House is one of the main ones. And the reason why I'm working with them is just because I've contacted with a billion or more uh, and what those guys do is, you know, what Billy does from Tattoo Company, the Tattoo Company as Miami Tattoo Company, is they tattoo over the brands and the, the tattoos that the traffickers put on them. So they mm. do that for free. And then Amora was the one that originally got Billy into it. She's been in it for 10 years. Uh, they actually helped with the movie called I Am Jane Doe. Uh, they did that stuff. And they helped with the other safe houses too. So glory house is one of the main ones, but my goal is to essentially get to all the, any, I mean, basically any, uh, safe house I can probably get to and help them out and give them dogs because what's happening is now like cartels, um, the, you know, some of the, like the mob stuff like that. Um, and like just bad people in general are trying to repossess, uh, essentially the girls, uh, from those houses. And because these girls are so mentally damaged, really, from the stuff that they got to deal with, is that it's, and, you know, a lot of people don't know how to protect themselves either, which is why we're doing the fight. You know, it's, we're teaching, we're trying to teach them how to, to defend themselves, one, by themselves, and also, two, with the dog. So, then donating them through what we get from Ireland, uh, working canines with Graham, you know, raise these dogs up through Primal Canine over here in Primal Canine, Florida. You know, we're, we're just uh, doing the best <laughs> Do what we can, but shed light and help out and what we can, you know, do what we can with that, with the doctor and stuff. So uh, one thing you mentioned earlier that uh, people don't know. So you said cartels, of course, the cartels are smuggling people across and human trafficking is a, probably more of their money now than it is actually dope. You know, yep. it's probably pretty close. I, I would be willing to guess California, of course, getting a lot of those those people. But all of the human trafficking cases that I or all, any of my friends ever were involved with were just Ohioans, people from our state, people from other states, reg, you know, Americans. Um, so it is organized crime, but it could be organized by one person. It could be down all the way down to the pimp level you know the street pimp level yep. um we used to have we had a guy in the city who would get the hookers get these girls get them hot get them all effed up on dope and then keep them prisoner in his house and dope them up with uh heroin and then let guys just keep coming in all day long and that's just yep. you know that's one psycho dude in his house you know and there's so much of that are you guys um so what what is your plan for, cause you said uh, these organized crime guys will try to repossess the girls and I, 
I know some of them probably go because of the almost that Stockholm syndrome kind of thing with them. What are your plans to help protect the house? So my, my, my biggest plan, because we haven't really, we're, we're trying to put it into action right now, which is kind of making all this stuff move, um, is a little, is, is a lot, you know, and interviewing survivors, but protecting the house, what we're doing is we're getting dogs for each house. Um, the directors of the house will learn how to handle their dog. Uh, we'll also teach them how to one, uh, fight hand to hand, uh, you know, with the stuff I'm doing with Sarau and, uh, all, all, all my guys. And then Cogworks uh, between Billy and Garrett, mm -hmm. they're going to teach them how to uh, use firearms properly, because um, Garrett has dogs and all that uh, and all that stuff too. So we're going to basically teach them how to defend uh, if need be, um, and also having like situational awareness and kind of put them through some form of stress inoculation so they know how to use it when it, the time the time does come. Because you know how that goes, you know things go haywire. You know, people go back to like the foundation of their training and making sure that we have proper foundational training uh, between dog, person, and firearms, depending on which state they're in. And I think a lot of these people that got involved with, say, Glory House, you know, I just want to help. Like, I want to help. And and then who's this six-foot-six Russian guy beating up pe <laughs> people in the window? They're, they probably weren't ready for that type of stuff. Um so is part of the part of the things you're raising money for and everything, are you guys going to be teaching the the um, the fighting to survivors as well? Yep. So it's all based on getting one, the survivors ready, uh, learning how to fight. Because I mean, as you know, Eric, like you're, you're doing jujitsu now. Like once you go into like jujitsu, it's a whole different realm. Like, you know, you, you mm -hmm. learn under pressure. You, there's a certain level of confidence to come with it. Um, as you go through. So we're going to be using uh, Sorrell Academy uh, to go and their network to go to like these different places, teaching them the ones that are comfortable with it, you know, as they get ready um, for it or get more comfortable with it. We're going to teach them jujitsu um, between myself, uh, Carlos Fraz and uh, Lucas, you know, we'll teach them a lot of striking, you know, we'll teach them how to strike. And then with Cogworks, you know, they'll do that. So that's where all the fundraising is going to. Uh, it's just going, it's basically going to be able to, get people out there and then give them the rest of the money. Cause all my instructors, um, you know, even like Jackie, like all the instructors, none of them are taking, we're not taking paychecks on this. This is completely like yeah. pro bono, just get there, be able to get the dogs here, train the dogs. You know, even my primal can't afford a guy, Chris, like, no, we're going to train the dogs, give it to him. Um, Mike Ritlin, uh, he's actually donating food from team dog, uh, to these survivors too. I forgot to mention that. Um, like, giving them all their food for free. So like all that stuff. So we're, we're basically going to kind of have a full circle of one, learn how to train self-defend uh, in multiple various levels of violence, whether it be dog hand to hand or our guns. And then, you know, you got the support system that we're going to do. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm ideally what I'd like to do with the fight is to be able to do this continuously throughout the United States. Uh, and bring it to different areas so we can help all these different safe houses and people and just people in general, really. It could be interesting, you know, um, you're going to, you guys are, in, you guys are going to be in the thick, you're going to be in deep because I think you're going to get, you know, people who are victim have are, are a lot of them are, are pretty motivated, you know, the, they, they'll seek out, you know, protection so it doesn't happen to them again. And other folks, just the, just the close, knit contact of jujitsu might they're going to have a lot to overcome you're going to have 
you have some feet people fall apart and have to build them up. It's going to be interesting. I, I, uh, you guys got a lot of work ahead of you. I'm impressed by the, the undertaking and I'm sure that, that, um, the guys, you know, the black belts and everything, they kind of understand that, but it may even be, it may even be deeper than you guys think. I have a feeling that if this takes off even a little bit, it'll explode to the point where you're like, Oh my God, like this, I, I can't even keep up. I, which is sad to say that you, that there's that many victims and um, hopefully we can teach some of these people that are victims to, you know, maybe not, you know, get snatched again, maybe get away from the guy when the time comes. But I think you guys, you're going to have a lot of work ahead of you. Yeah. I mean, even without even doing our first seminar and just kind of doing the interviewing and like talking with Billy and, and uh, Amor and like, coordinate with my guys and like doing all the stuff like that and like even breaking down some of the sequences that we do uh because we train like every day uh with Sorrow and everybody it's 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 an undertaking for sure um but we're definitely it's definitely a lot you know <laughs> a lot and you know it's a mm -hmm. lot to mentally process to you know hear certain things and then put like I said you know I got a wife and a daughter so like you know it's like you know I always kind of you always go back to home with that you're like damn like you know, if something happened to like them, I'd freaking lose my mind. Like it would be like, mm -hmm. you know, I'd burn the world down. But I mean, like, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's another reason why it's another motivating factor. But I, I definitely see this uh, growing um, much larger than I anticipated. And the speed in which it's picked up um, is pretty, it's it's great in the sense of people are willing to talk about it more now. And we're able to get people who are more willing to do it. And the I have the coaching staff uh, with my guys who are very able to kind of like help ease people in. Uh, and, you know, that's why we have, you know, the staff that we have, that's why I've kind of hand selected it. But uh, I do foresee this becoming something pretty big and lucky enough. I'm, I'm stubborn. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so, yeah. you know, True. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get through it. I mean, it's for a good cause. So, you know, got to make sure, you know, we, we take care of this. Ted, I bet if you looked up in Oklahoma, I bet there's a lot of human trafficking there. There is because of I-40 and I-35 and 244 run. Basically, you can drive from Texas to the Canadian border, and you can drive from Atlanta to L.A. in straight shot, and both of them go through inter Oklahoma and cross right in the middle of Oklahoma City. So there's – and it's normally the uh, Oklahoma Bureau of Narcotics um, does a lot of that, which you – I mean, normally, you know, those guys focus on – <laughs> excuse me, those guys focus on obviously narcotics, but those investigations often lead to a lot of human trafficking also. So yeah, houses and stuff. So before we take our next commercial break, um, talk about real quick, just to kind of put things into perspective a little bit of the one lady you have talked to from there. That's kind of told her your store, her story and just kind of what that sounds like. So it's pretty, I mean, so I can't really say the name right there that, but I can talk about yeah. some of the things that, you know, it's happened. Um, but let's just go into like the intensity of the situation. So she is now out of that. She is with you know, some good people. She has an agent that works with her constantly. They got to transport her back and forth. Um, but she recently had to be relocated because where she was at, she was just at a, a, a public spot and some people came up to her or someone came up to her and said, we found you. And then another guy came up and said, we're taking you back. So they had to move her from where she was at to where 
you know, where she's at now, where she's dealing with certain things. So this is a lady that's actually getting the dog, an extremely smart young lady. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's a pretty intense, brutal, like story from what I've gotten from it. And, you know, she's, you know, like I said, she's young, she's 18, 19 years old. Uh, and you know, we're, you know, she's very intelligent, you know, she's going to school, she's trying to be better. She wants to be like, you know, that, that survivor that is like the advocate for other survivors, the example, um, which is why we're getting, we're getting her the dog. Um, she, you know, we got her, we vetted her through like Billy and everything like that too. So she's, you know, she's, she's doing her work, man. She's out there, you know, she's going to school. She's trying to learn. She's trying to get better. Um, we're trying to get her out here for the fight. Uh, so we can teach her how to handle things. She'll handle some of my dogs, uh, and, you know, beat me up with, and learn, and learn how to beat <laughs> me up with the, you know, leap hold on all those other guys. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot of the stories that I've heard, uh, especially from those guys and like the, just some of the survivor stuff like that. It's, 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 it's unreal. Like the human beings, like do that to other human beings. I mean, I mean, I used to, I used to beat people up for a living and uh it's you know i thought that was like kind of bad but like you know like now it's like okay like wow like this is a kid you know this is a child you know this is a like i said she's really young she got taken when she was very young and it's just to me it's just like you know that's another reason why i'm extremely passionate about what we're what we're doing and that's why i'm diving kind of head first into this because of you know stories like hers and stories like some of the other survivors i've heard and you know, having the capabilities and understanding and i i put this out to all my all all my dog friends all my dog trainer friends that have protection dogs man if you want to start helping people out with this stuff you know get to it i mean there's a lot there's a lot more out there's a lot of victims a lot of not victim survivors out there uh, and a lot of people who are involved in this and a lot of uh, people that need help for all this too sounds like almost like an old school espionage thing where they got to get you out and then shit they found me and then they got to move you again and that that sounds like that girl's life could be a, a, an unbelievable screenplay and well, she's just one of millions of people going through it i mean you think about it this way like drugs you sell the drug the drug is done right like that's over like you, you've done the drug the drug is over uh mm -hmm. you sell a kid once that person gets done you know i mean i hate to say it this way but once that person is done using the kid or that person, they can resell that person to somebody else. It's a reusable commodity to them. You know, it's, it's constantly reusable to them. That's the mindset of, you know, human trafficker. It's like the, the lifespan of a person is much longer than the lifespan of a drug. That's why this is the the biggest growing, uh, you know, ding, you know, going right now. And this is why this is overtaking like the, you know, even the drug side of it. Yeah. That's yeah. And when you put it that way, that, that does kind of make it, make you understand why it's the way as big as it is. Cause yeah, you just keep recycling and recycling and making the same money off the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and take our next commercial break. I'm uh, it's pretty heavy stuff. Um, we're going to take our next commercial break and we come back. We're going to talk about the event coming up in September and how you can help, how you can donate, how you can come see it, uh, everything else that, uh, that we need to um, get you guys going in the right place to help Mike and uh, everybody else out. So stick around, and we will be right back. All right, we love the Perkinsons down in uh, North Carolina at Highland Canine Training. They are 
great people, great trainers. They got a good business model. They're awesome folks. We've been with them for a long time. Uh, they're also super smart and they understand that a lot of agencies are struggling to have manpower. So they're not sending people away for training. You guys have been there. You know, you put in denied lack of manpower. So they've created an online course section of their website, tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. You get on there under training the online course. But here's the best thing is they offer a supervisor, canine supervisor course, which we know a lot of uh, police canine supervisors don't get to go to training. They don't know as much as they should. Right here online, uh, the course discusses topics such as proper selection of dogs and handlers, proper deployment, effective allocation and utilization, as well as liability and the FLSA issues, which we know is where all the legal stuff comes from, interdepartmental. Uh, the course can be taken at your convenience and you will receive a certificate of completion at the end. Uh, they're offering an amazing discount, guys. 30% off using the discount code WDR30. It's a no-brainer. If you're a police supervisor and you guys have manpower issues and you can't go, get on tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com under the training tab. Get on that supervisor's course, man. I'm telling you, it's a smart decision. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break for just a second and talk about Dogtra, one of our favorite sponsors. Uh, Dr. has been committed for over 20 years to crafting dog training e-collars to perfect and precise fit and finish, intuitive design, and accountable performance. The Dogtra 1900S e-collar is one of my favorites, and it demonstrates what they strive for, an ultimate dog training tool that is durable, dependable, and designed for the most demanding conditions, which I can attest to because I tear stuff up frequently. My favorite is the 1900S Black and the 1900S Hands-Free, which I use all the time. Check it out at Dogtra. Dot com. Be sure to use the discount to code WDR10 for 10% off any single item over 200 bucks. That includes the 1900 and the 1900 black. It's no secret that we love Ray Allen canine equipment. We use their products every single day. The mission statement says it all. To be a world leader in quality and innovative innovation of professional canine equipment for police, military, Schutzen, and ring sport. To exceed our customers' expectations and deliver on time, every time, at a fair price. We full-heartedly believe they've held to that since it is our go-to one-stop shop for everything canine. Not everything canine alone, guys, dogs in general. If you train dogs, if you have a dog, everything you need for dog or canine, check out Ray Allen Canine Manufacturing, rayallencanine.com. Use the discount code WDR10 for 10% off. Super excited to have American Aluminum Accessories on board with us here at the podcast. These guys manufacture a wide variety of products from high quality cam locker toolboxes to an extensive line of products designed to meet the ever-changing needs of law the law enforcement community. Around 1992, due to the demand for safe and secure transport for a local law enforcement agency's canine unit, they introduced the very first in-vehicle Easy Rider canine container. So it was basically what we now call just our inserts. They have continuously grown and expanded uh, the products, catering to the needs and the wants of their valued customers and high-profile clientele, and catering specifically to law enforcement. Over the years, as the needs have changed for law enforcement, they've evolved and expanded the products to include inmate transport systems, the canine training aids, which I use quite a bit of, canine inserts. Most of, every one of my guys has one of those things. And you know, you if you're not even have to be in law enforcement, I have several friends that are civilians that work. <laughs> lots of dogs that have the inserts put into their cars too so if you got one that fits you can do it uh they also do contraband and animal control systems just to name a few so be sure to hit them up the website is easy rider online so that's the letter e the letter z as in zebra 
rideronline.com. If you're looking for them on Instagram and Facebook, it's American Aluminum Accessories. Feel free to hit them up there too. So our first and oldest sponsor that's been with us from the beginning is Arno out, out at ALM, uh, out there in, in Las Vegas area. Arno is a great dude. He makes great stuff for, for police work and sport work, suits, tugs. I'm telling you right now, his tugs are the best in the business. You can't get any better. Multiple colors. Uh, I, I buy boxes of them from him and give them out to everybody. Uh, I've got a bite suit from him. Love it. I've had it for a little over three years and it's holding up like a champ. Um, Ted's got a suit that he's had forever from ALM. Uh, we wouldn't go anywhere else, man. We love it. Arno is such a good dude. His uh, ALM canine equipment.com is the website. Get on there. He's got pre-made suits. He can do custom suits based on your measurements. Um, he's got stuff already, already made up. If you kind of get a kind of generic large size, maybe for everybody, the colors he has, man, is really cool. He can put a lot of stuff on those suits. Uh, check them out. ALM canine equipment.com and use the discount code WD radio for 10% off. You know, running a kennel is one of those things that I always worry about is cleanliness and safety of dogs. And it's, it seems like it's an ever changing issue being able to house dogs and move things around everything else. So the guys at horizon structure make this as easy as possible. Literally the only thing you have to do is have water and power hookups and they deliver it and you can put dogs in that day. And it comes built, comes on a trailer. They just drop it off. You plug it in, put dogs in it, and you're ready to rock. You keep them clean. You keep them safe. You keep them cool in the summer and warm in the wintertime. And it's completely custom. You can go complete mild to wild. I've seen some that were stainless steel all the way from top to bottom on the inside. And then I've seen some for a, a bulldog breeder that, you know, had smaller gates because those things can't jump. So if you reach out to them, uh, they're sitting there waiting for you to call and help you through the custom design process. They have everything from two dog ones up to, uh, I want to say like 18 or 20. It's a lot of, you can put a lot of dogs, indoor, outdoor runs. So anything you've ever dreamed of, they've got it, or have done it or can do it. So they've taken all the guesswork out of building it. Everything is pre-done to your specifications that it's assembled, dropped off, boom, you're ready to rock. Things are amazing. Uh, Rigney has one. Uh, we've had him on the show a couple of times. Go check out his Instagram and you can see he's posted it up there before. Go look Horizon up at Horizon Structures, spelled out uh, on the internet. It's horizonstructures.com. And you're going to look for the link in there that says commercial dog kennels. Or give them a call, 888-447-4337. They'd love to talk to you and get you started on the way. All right, everybody. We are back. Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite. Uh, here with Mike Jones from Primal Canine, Canine Street League. And the fight, um, if you listen to the last segment, it's pretty serious stuff that Mike's trying to do. Um, and if you know Mike at all, he says he's stubborn, and we we know this, and he'll keep pushing this and pushing it and pushing it. It seems to be just about everything you try and get into seems to take off and go even bigger than you expect. And I have a feeling this is might this could end up being even bigger than than the than the street league that you hear him talk about in the first segment. Um, so let's talk about the fight. Let's talk about what's coming up in September and what this is going to look like and what everyone can do. So what I'm doing is <clears throat> I'm using uh, my jujitsu coach of, you know, 16 years, Leopoldo Sorrell, Sorrell Academy guys, uh, Carlos uh, and Lucas. And then I have uh, Jackie Vasquez, uh, who's a, a old uh, student of mine from MMA 
and a Faraz is up uh, from Boston, from a, I think he's from not Boston, he's from Kansas City. Uh, he's a Krav Maga guy. So in my facility, I have the four different rooms or three different rooms in a field. So one room, basically people are going to come in, they're going to learn some jiu-jitsu from Sarao. Uh, they'll learn some striking from Carlos uh, and myself in one room. They'll, you know, they'll basically work with, you know, go through section to section to section, and then they'll come to me in the suit, and then they'll learn how to defend themselves with their dogs. And it's always going to be scaled too. I'm going to put a dog on a tie back, uh, make sure that the dog is safe on the grip, work the grip, and then they can start working certain things and scenarios. And we're going to break that uh, down throughout the day. Um, it's going to be something we'll do multiple rounds with it, uh, but they'll just go through different sections of it. They'll learn how to work with the dog, learn how to work without the dog, um, learn how to be like, you know, me on the suit. You know, one of my, or some of my street lead decoys are coming down um, as well. Uh, learn how to do that uh, on day one uh, and then day two. And, you know, we'll break down, you know, theory and application. Uh, day two, half the day is going to be spent at my facility where we kind of recap what we've learned and gone through some of the technical breakdowns with all the instructors. Uh, and then we're going to do half the day at a nightclub called uh, The Catalyst in Santa Cruz where we're going to work scenarios based on the dogs and they have different rooms. So based on the dog's uh, skill set, you know, it depends on what level we'll be doing it uh, and the, the people as well. So we're going to kind of break that down. So it'll be two big days. Uh, Friday night, we're going to do a big meet and greet, you know, which is the day before where everyone can kind of get through. Because like you said, Eric, too, like, you know, this can be a little stressful for certain people, um, especially mm -hmm. getting, you know, a large, uh, sweaty dude on like, <laughs> with a bite suit, you know, trying to wrestle with you. Um, so, like, that's one of the things, too. We're just going to break it down, make it easy and kind of transition them slowly through the rooms and make sure they understand, like, you know, the specific movements working on working on things with each other, almost like a jiu-jitsu class, essentially, or like a kickboxing class, and then putting it to get, putting it to use with the dog. And then what I'll be doing is I'll be doing a lot of grip work uh, with the dogs, making sure the dogs are comfortable or, you know, what's suitable for what dog and what's not suitable for the other dog and just something that's applicable to the dude. So that's why they're going to learn stand-up and groundwork uh, and make sure everyone's just, you know, safe. And, you know, it, it'll all be, it's a, I guess, I don't want to say highly technical, but a fairly technical uh, workshop where we're going to be teaching a lot of technique and, you know, a lot of application-based things and then put it to use on the second day. When is this? Uh, September 9th and 10th. September 9th and 10th. What is that? A uh... Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Friday night's the uh, meet and greet. Let me pull yep. up my calendar here. Yeah. Friday night's the meet and greet uh, where everyone's going to get to meet each other in a more relaxed setting. And then we start bright and early on Saturday at uh, 9 o'clock, and then we'll run it till probably about 5 or 6. And then same thing on Sunday, but Sunday might run a little bit longer because we'll be going to uh, the Catalyst to do the scenario-based stuff. That'll be, uh, that'll be interesting. If people want to tell, tell them geographically where – where primal is so like if they wanted to come and they want to fly in where would they go what's what logistically what's that look like so you would fly into san jose uh san jose airport that's the best one to go to if you're coming to gilroy gilroy is about depending on traffic uh anywhere from 25 to 35 40 minutes could be even longer especially if it's a friday uh you're gonna mm -hmm. come down uh, ideally i tell people to stay in morgan hill uh not in gilroy uh because gilroy can be a little bit of 
a little sketchy sometimes. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Morgan Hill is like 10 minutes away, and it's a nice spot. I mean, there's a lot of different, you know, hotels there that are pretty cool that you can be in. Uh, Primal Canyon itself is in Gilroy. The big facility we have is at 110 Old Gilroy. Uh, it's, you know, 17,000 square foot building. You know, we have like a bunch of, you know, environmental rooms and the stuff that we're going to do and we have in there uh, and a bunch of training rooms too. So uh, logistically itself, like I would come in, you know, early Friday, settle in and then get to Morgan Hill before three o'clock. Cause after three o'clock, uh, Ted, you should take note with that too. Uh, freaking <laughs> Friday traffic going to Gilroy from San Jose is nuts i tell all my clients all the time like just don't even book on a friday unless you want to get up there get up there early <laughs> oh when yeah. are you going ted so i leave hits friday morning and then i fly to san jose or friday afternoon i think i leave it like noon and i'm gonna be there after three unfortunately and then uh i'm driving from san jose to gilroy uh or hollister i guess where the psa trial is and then i go back Sunday afternoon back to San Jose and uh, we're staying in Airbnb near downtown, I guess. And we're working with the uh, sheriff's department and some other agencies for an HRD. Hmm. So, yeah. Oh, oh shit. That's coming that's up. A, that's a long trip. But yeah. <laughs> Your mic's going to go beat up for, for the cause. So <laughs> yeah. speaking of the cause, how can people help you? So the, the biggest thing is let's say if you can't attend the, the workshop, the fight workshop, you can always go ahead and, um, go on my prime, uh, go on the Mike Jones page. Uh, I think it's Mike Jones underscore PC or, or at primal canine, uh, and look at the, the Venmo, um, you can do, you know, the Venmo to it. And then all that proceeds go straight to glory house. Uh, we'll be picking out as long as you put like your name on there, we're going to go through like this random selection, pick one, pick one winner. And then the winner gets a training course from myself and my street lead decoys, Jacques Bonet, Chris Corley, um, I'm probably going to miss some people, uh, Neil Strodstone, Storm, um, Adam Katz. I mean, there's a variety of different guys. Like I said, the Cogworks course, uh, we have shirts from Omerta, handler kits from Ray Allen, uh, a variety of different things. And then, well, with all that money also is going to go to getting another dog from Ireland working canines, uh, so we can donate to the safe house, uh, and give it to a director so they can keep, we can train it through Primal Canine Florida and myself. And we can keep like a, the house safe as, as well because we already have one dog that's going to be placed with the survivor. And then we have another dog that we got to get to uh, the safe house. And then we're working on another survivor right now. But it's a lot of it's just vetting. But yeah, go to those pages on Instagram and, you know, use, you know, donate where you can do the Venmo stuff. And we're definitely going to be picking out the winner uh, September 8th uh, for this raffle. Uh, and, you know, they'll get in contact with everybody. So we're lucky enough, I and mean, if you guys are listening to, as everybody knows, we're sponsored by Dogtra. Um, Dogtra gives us a lot of stuff to give away, and I have a um, a brand new uh, Dogtra nineteen hundred S Black with the hands free button that we'll donate to you. Um, awesome. If I'll just get your address and I'll ship it out to you uh, by the end of the week, so that you can use it for for that girl's dog or whatever dog you choose. Dude, just to bring use it, it to hits. Bring it to hits, and I'll give it to him. I'm going to see. Oh him yeah, we can do that. We'll just do yeah. that. Yeah. I'm going to um, see him. I'm going to see him next week. So yeah, so yeah, I'll give it to him then. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring it to hits and and uh, our sponsors our you know our partnership with Dogtra. They're really good to us, and they give us a lot of stuff to give away. And um, I just was I had one at home, and I was like. I wonder what I want to do with this. And now I know. And we'll see what we can do to help you out. 
Awesome. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. No problem. Well, Mike, uh, so Mike Jones underscore PC, get on there. That's on Instagram uh, at Primal Canine. Um, check out Primal Canine Florida. That's your boy, right? Yep, Chris Corley. That's the, yep. that's the, the homie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, he does. Yeah, he, he does some nice work and stuff down there. Um, check out Primal Canine. Check out Canine Street League. Like you heard him say, uh, all these regional events they're doing for um, Canine Street League, they're going to be donating proceeds to, you know, um, you know, kids that are struggling on the street and, and some programs that are trying to help those guys and see what they can do. Because um, if you've ever heard Mike's story, he was that kid from the street. And, um, and now he's one of the most successful people in the dog business. And so it's nice to let kids know that, you know, this just doesn't have to be your life. I mean, there's a good chance that you can, you can do it. And Mike can tell you, he was involved in, you know, the worst stuff, you know, all that street shit back in the day growing up in California and all the stuff that goes along with that. So Mike, I'm really glad you reached out, man. This is um, some really important stuff that you guys are doing. Um, It'll be, be nice maybe when you get out there if if even ted if you can even do like an ig live with him on the working dog radio page even for oh, we'll do something uh yeah. yeah uh yeah i'll have i'm sure i will have an assignment <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from logan or from alicia or somebody for sure but yeah so yeah we'll do well, it. cool mike, uh, mike i appreciate you coming on ted where can you be found uh ted underscore summers on the instagrams on uh torchlight canine letter k number nine on instagram also and then hrd police k9 letter k number nine and then working underscore dog underscore radio for the podcast uh and then all the same stuff on the uh on the facebooks and the youtubes so yeah and you're still at van s k9 i'm still at van s k9 nothing changed ridgeside k9 ohio if you like cute little dogs we put a lot of that stuff up there uh workingdogradio.com is the website we got a lot of t-shirt ideas and things on there ted and I just came up with a couple new ideas that sent off to the artist. He's going to send us back. So hopefully we'll get some new shirts coming up. And I am racking my flipping brain to come up with something to sell to Matt Wilson. <laughs> I, I got you. Don't <laughs> Yeah, well, you're the only one in this conversation that doesn't. We, Alicia still makes all the muzzles. <laughs> well. She paints all the muzzles and the whole uh, the Trico's thing, the Trico's collars and stuff that we – it did for them a long time ago. Yeah. We still deal with that. So, well, so they came out with something just recently <clears throat> that I have been talking about for a while doing. I just uh, didn't have the money to put together. And I think I talked to him about a partnership. I think I did. I can't remember. Maybe I dreamt. I talked to him about the partnership, <laughs> but I took too long and they came out with the idea. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him at hits about it. And he'll probably not recall the conversation. So, yeah, just make sure you guys uh, <laughs> sack tap him for me, please. Oh, <laughs> oh, we will. We'll we'll get him. He wears the ridiculous thick pants now at these things. Well, and he started wearing a fucking fanny pack in the front too to prevent yeah. it. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll, I'll start wearing those, uh, like those old uh, those motorcycle, you know, the knuckle gloves, and start see if I can't get through that thing. Nice. all right mike thanks appreciate you coming on man and uh i wish you the best with everything you're doing and everything you're gonna be doing in the future it sounds like you're gonna squeeze 25 hours out of a day so 
Uh, I don't know how the fuck you're going to do it, but. No, I appreciate you guys. Uh, definitely. Thank you for having me on, especially in such a quick notice. And if I could say thank you to some of my sponsors, or, you know, the mm-hmm. guys who are doing this, um, you know, thanks Billy and Amor from Miami Tattoo Company, Omerta, uh, Ray Allen, Masaral Academy, uh, Mike Ritland, a team dog for the food, uh, Ireland working canine, uh, you know, the whole crew, Jackie Vasquez, Frazazov, everybody, you guys uh, for, you know, bringing this, you know, putting this together for us, you know, we're, you know, we're fighting or that's why it's called the fight, you know, so mm-hmm. got to help these, uh, these people and kids out. Sweet. Yeah, we do. All right, guys. Good to see you. All Have right. a good night. Yep. yep. We'll see you guys. You got your reasons. I got my wants. Still got that feeling, but I'm too old to die young Working Dog Radio was graciously granted permission to use this music by Brother Deeg. Be sure to check him out at brotherdeeg.blogspot.com. That's spelled brother, D-E-G-E.blogspot.com. Be sure to buy him a beer at Amazon, iTunes, or CD Baby, or anywhere you stream your music. Working Dog Radio was edited and co-produced by Alicia Brandt.